Miracy. Hi, I'm Ayana Lott Pollard, and you're listening to Making It. I run a business called Resilient Coders, and we serve the young adult population in Boston and Philadelphia by training them to become software engineers and placing them into high growth jobs. My mother was more of the academic, where she wanted me to excel academically. If you're going to do it, do it well. That was her philosophy. If you're going to be, be the best. And so she created that drive. If my homework wasn't done properly or neatly, she would say, do it again. You can do better than this. So she cultivated the drive. My father cultivated love. He was very melancholic. He believed in seeing the beauty in life and just taking time to think and listening. And he was a very good listener. He was a feeler. He was the one that would come in with arms open to give hugs. He was the one that would say, hey, look at the sky. Look at the clouds. We'd stop and we'd be examining grass. All of those things that just created that inner peace. So both my parents together just kind of helped mold me into a person who was a go-getter, who was results-oriented, but will also like take a minute and stare out the window and daydream. I am the oldest of four siblings. And so my earliest memory of what I wanted to be came from sitting my sisters on a bed and telling them to watch me on TV. And I would pretend that I was broadcasting the news. I was a weather girl. And my father had a map of Africa in my room. I can still see the map. It was a beautiful map of Africa and it showed different colors and variations of the land. And I would take a stick or a ruler and I would point and I would talk about the weather. And my sisters had to sit on the bed and watch me on television. I didn't know at the time the word journalist. My grandmother would later share that word with me. But very early, I just knew I wanted to be on television, which later translated to being a communicator. But initially, I want to be on television and you're going to sit and watch me. When I was younger, I had a picture in my mind of what making it was. It was the attainment of material things, my education, going as far as I could in college, getting the highest degree, making the most money by this specific time in my life. I had a whole map of, by this age, I will be here. By this age, I will be married. By this age, I will have children. By this age, I will be the president or the CEO. And what I've found that the colloquialism now is, as life starts lifing, <laughs> as obstacles come, as just different things come that you didn't plan. They weren't in the plan. It wasn't in the plan for me to be engaged at 28 and for him to die of cancer at 30. That wasn't in the plan. So as you're navigating this making it or this plan and this vision of what success would look like for me, it became a time of a challenging time, a turbulent time, a reckoning where I needed to figure out who I am first and then let's really examine what this making it looks like. What does success really look like? Is it the attainment of material possessions? Is it the attainment of social status, a beautiful bank account or a large bank account, a big home with the white picket fence and three children running around? 
if I can have those things, wonderful. But if those things never come my way, does that mean I'm a failure? Does that mean that I'm relegated to a life of sadness and depression because I'm not accomplishing my plan? So for me, it's been a process to understand what does making it look like for me. I was at work one day and I was in a meeting with my management team and my mother, who is, you know, she's just that mother that she's like, oh, I, I need to call my daughter. And she doesn't mind that it's like, oh, she's at work. Let me just call her now. And so I'm sitting in a meeting and my phone is ringing back to back to back. And so I say to everyone in the meeting, I said, excuse me, I need to take this call. My mother is calling me back to back. So I turn my chair around. And I'm like, hello, mom, are you okay? And I'm like getting up to walk out the room. And they can hear me say, no, mom, I don't need anything from the grocery store right now. Like she's calling me back to back because there's a sale on toilet paper at the grocery store. And so when I get off the phone, everyone laughs. But it's the reality of we all have family. Hopefully we have a family member, a mom or someone where you have this image and you're doing this financial meeting and your mom calls to ask you about toilet paper. Like it happens. We're humans. We have those responsibilities outside of our spaces where we get to flow and be that businesswoman. But at the same time, you're a daughter, you're a mom, you're a pet owner, you're a wife your partner. We have to be human. So my definition of making it now, this quote from Maya Angelou, and I have it written in several places, but her words embody my heart. And she simply says, my mission in life is not merely to survive, but to thrive and to do so with some passion, some compassion, some humor, and some style. And so when I read those words, I was electrified, like, yes, this is what success looks like to me. This is what making it looks like to me. You know, through the spaces in life where I felt like I was barely surviving, like I'm waking up and it's taking effort to get out of bed. It is taking me effort to roll to the floor and just muddling through my day and being able to paste the smile on my face and perform and just make sure everybody feels like I'm okay and I make sure they're okay and then come back home and crawl in the bed with my clothes on and wake up the next day and do it again and just to get to the point where I'm not merely surviving, but I'm thriving and I'm excited about the day. I'm excited about who I am and how I'm growing and becoming more self-aware and not just self-aware, but others aware and doing that with passion. I've always been a passionate person and been backed by, okay, this is the right thing to do and this is what I want to do. But coupling that with some compassion and empathy and humanity and then having humor. Humor to me is the best gift that we have. There's a scripture that says that laughter is like medicine. And so being able to laugh in spaces of sadness, being able to laugh in spaces of challenge, being able to laugh or to find the humor in my failures, being able to find humor in different spaces and places to keep that joy and the energy that I need to go through life. And then style, always bringing my best 
self to the table, showing up and understanding who I am and the outward style, of course, of, you know, what outfit do you have or what shoes, what earrings, you know, those small nuances, but also just understanding who you are. How do you want to speak to people? How do you want to engage with people? You know, not your personal brand, whereas who you are in public by versus who you are in private, but just really understanding and knowing who I am. So making it now looks different than outward attainment. It's that inward satisfaction of knowing that I'm in my purpose, I'm maximizing my potential, and I'm not just doing it for myself, but I'm doing it for the betterment of others in the process. I wish I could say that I pulled myself up by my bootstraps and I looked in the mirror and I said, girl, you can do it and go get it. I wish I could say it was just me and my own self-inhibition or my own self-resilience. I can't. There are several factors that help me to get up and get going. And first, I would say my faith has been an anchor for me and knowing God that's helped me. I would also say it's been people, people who have been placed in my life friends, colleagues, angels on assignment along the way that I just happened to encounter. A friend of mine, I remember, she said to me, I have a therapist that I would love for you to meet. And I said to her very arrogantly, I don't need a therapist. I don't need to talk to anybody. And after crying every day for months on end, I picked up the phone and called her and said, hey, can I have the phone number to that therapist you mentioned months ago? And that was the beginning of not holding it in, not feeling like I was a container, but being one to share and to speak and to allow myself to let it out and to communicate where I was mentally and spiritually and emotionally and having someone else speak into my space and my situation. And so having the courage to allow others in through coaching through therapy, through just friendships where you're sitting with your girlfriends and you're sharing your heart to heart. And it's not just the, oh, how are you? It's not the superficial. You're getting down to the root of this is what my thoughts are at midnight. <laughs> this is how I am when I'm by myself. And just allowing those girlfriends and those sister friends to talk and you're sharing with one another and that intimacy that creates the pathway for growth and development and healing. I am very fortunate to have those folks in my life and to invite those relationships in where I can be as extremely transparent as I need to be, knowing that they're going to be honest with me. They're going to love me despite what I say. They're going to accept me and to allow me the opportunity to just say things that make no sense to say things that are sometimes bizarre, some things that would probably get me canceled. <laughs> but the trust that those relationships can sustain the ugliest part of me and knowing that they will see the most, the beauty that's in me as well. I would say I'm making it. I would say I'm making it because I feel like it's a journey and not a destination. I'm making it every day. I am successful at understanding who I am I become more successful at pursuing my purpose and my passion, growing constantly, understanding that I never know everything, but I have an opportunity to grow and to develop every day. And understanding that while I'm growing, while I am growing in a faith, 
I have an opportunity to be both a student and a teacher. So I'm always willing and always able to help someone else along the way and learn from someone else along the way. So I would say I'm making it. I'm Ayana La Pollard, and you've been listening to Making It. You can find me on LinkedIn at Ayana Lot Pollard. <laughs>